What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lucid in Translation. I'm Kim. And this is Lucy. And today we'll pretty much be talking about whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> We're we, going with this mm-hmm. whole stream of consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. Because um, when we started podcasting, um, we I think I was so stuck on the idea of having a structure. And because that's just how what I am and how I've always planned things in life. Even with like our conversations, because we had this whole talk about how we have a filter in our minds, and I want to try to speak without one. And yeah, so and we've been doing this for the past two episodes. I think it's been working really well for us. Mm-hmm. But it's always nice to try something new for once. And I don't know. It feels like we haven't recorded in a while, for some reason. But I I'm feel pretty sure we did last, week. last week's episode was like all right for us. Oh, so that was memorable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we yeah we recorded a dating one, and it's funny because like it's something we used to be very interested in talking about, but I think that now, I mean, it, my relationship is nothing compared to yours, but I've just become a little bit more settled in a good way in mine so it's not that much more exciting i guess yeah because like we're in serious relationships but it's also just the fact that we have recorded i think at least three other episodes on relationships and it was the fact that the one we recorded previously was a re-recording of something we've already spoken Uh, about that's true we'll just have to think of new topics then yeah we're back with fresh content this week fresh content (laughs) um did you oh i guess uh I could talk about my birthday that happened last week. All right. So what did I do? Yeah, like all week I was thinking whether or not to do something, quote unquote, social with my friends for my birthday because that's something I've always done. But this year I just didn't feel motivated to do anything. And I was kind of just like battling with that. And I kind of told myself I shouldn't feel pressured to do or have something for my birthday specifically. And so uh, that weekend, I kind of just spent it with Winston. He cooked me a really nice steak dinner with some wine. And then the next day, he asked me, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said two things, tennis and video games. And that's what we did. We started this, uh, I think, yeah, ever since we started um, talking and stuff, we've been playing PS4 games together. And I recently found this new game called Helldivers, and we've been playing it with his brother, too. And it's been really, really good and really fun. And I got my cousin t- to get it, too, so I'm waiting for her to get it, and then we can all play together. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so cute. But yeah, I had a good birthday. I'm going home-home next weekend, a.k.a. where Kim lives, too. So we're planning on recording together, recording a video for her YouTube channel, if you guys didn't know. A few videos in mind, and also, of course, with the podcast. So a lot of fresh content coming your way. It's going to be weird recording in person. It'll be be, our first time ever. Yeah, it's like, what is this? I think it'll be really fun, though, for sure. And I think it'll probably feel a lot more personal, too. But it's just weird. I like... I am still trying to get over the fact that I'm speaking into a mic. I'm, like, putting my face in front of it. Um, I want one of those, like, stand-up mics where it's not that, it's not in front of my face. Oh, just, like, to the side or something? 
Yeah, yeah. It's like one day we're just sitting on the couch, just looking at I mean, each I other, chit-chatting. I mean, I think the goal is to have our own recording studio. Studio, <laughs> recording yeah. studio. Yeah. Yeah, well, that we can decorate it. with like a nice couch and like with a neon sign. Yeah, yeah. You know, my initials is LLC. It's like an LLC production company. Oh my, that's perfect. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, how was your week? Anything fun? So this week, I actually left the house to go somewhere. Um, oh, my family wow. and I, we went to a farm. Oh, yeah, really? So Ooh. of course, we were social distancing and everything. We went to a farm to pick some blueberries and go to a sunflower field but it was so freaking hot i think this was like the hottest week of the summer it was well over the 90s and we went during the hottest time of day Mm -hmm. so we were picking like three pounds of blueberries really just rushing to get it over with because like i was sweating everywhere i was sweating in places i didn't know i could sweat it was (laughs) disgusting Mm -hmm. and then we got like three large lemonades which i just chugged immediately but then i was still thirsty yeah and then Where? afterwards, sorry. Hmm? sorry, keep going. Okay, this was um somewhere in North Jersey, but yeah, afterwards we went to see my sister in her new apartment because mm. yeah she lives like two hours away from us, so we don't see her that often. Mm. So it was nice like catching up with family and everything. Yeah, because I feel like with this quarantine, haven't really done much at all. Like the summer is basically almost Aww. over. I know. I can't. So this I don't was even like the first summery thing that I've done in so long besides going to the beach. Is your sister living with her boyfriend now in her new apartment or? Yeah. I mean, she's been actually, no. Yeah. Before this, she was living in Virginia and now they, they live together in their own apartment. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cute. Yes. It's like they're the next, is it, wait, so is this the first apartment together? No, they lived together before, but it was with other people. Like, I was her roommate at one oh, point oh, like, in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then after graduating, they they had, like, other roommates also. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, their first official one, just the two of them. Ooh, that's, like, the next step. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. How long have they been dating? They've been dating, I think, for, like, five, six years. Oh, wow. So it's been, like, a really long time. Yeah, I won't get too much into the relationship because I don't know how much she wants me to air out there, but <laughs> they're doing really good. I'm happy for them. Yeah, aw, that's good. Definitely going to be the first wedding in that, the near future that I will be attending, for sure. 2021? 2021? <laughs> Alright, we, we won't talk too much about her. Um, I'm still waiting for my brother to get married, which is not anytime soon because he's not even in a relationship right now, so... Has he I, been able to maintain a relationship for it's a long time? Like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to roast him or anything, but honestly. Um, I mean, I the longest relationship he's been is his college one, which is which was like, I don't know, two, three years. I could have gotten that wrong, but but ever since then it's been like, hmm, a year max. And he's had a few relationships since college. But don't quote me on it because I've honestly lost track now. Mm-hmm. And I always tell him, dude, just tell me when you're going to get married. I'm tired of hearing about <laughs> these new girls. <laughs> no, my, my brother was talking to his friends recently and he was saying that I'm probably going to get married before him in general. I believe that. Yeah. It, it, hasn't do, it has nothing to do with the guy I'm dating now, but just in general, most likely. But he's also a dude. He can wait till like later on in life to get married well for me I 
want to have kids when I'm at a good age. Not That's anytime true. soon, like but lo- a ticking time bomb, man. We're losing. Was it? We're losing eggs. We're losing eggs every month. <laughs> Probably every day. <laughs> uh, I can. I would say I want to wait till maybe when I'm thirty. Thirty is a good age, right? Six more years for marriage or kids. K- kids. Kids. I I think that's around the ballpark where most people. But then the um, what should we call it? The girls on Asian Boss Girls podcast. They're There's, early thirties. Yeah, they're early thirties. Um, or well, like Mel just turned thirty, I think. Oh really? I thought she was still in her early twenties, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Oh wait, wait, wait! I think that's what it is. Yeah, she's the one who's still in her late twenties. The mm-hmm. other two are already in their thirties. Yeah, the oldest one is. She said she's reaching her mid thirties. Yeah, I think she's thirty two. And then Helen's. She just got Thir- engaged. She just got engaged. She's definitely over 30. She's in between. Yeah. She's in between them for sure. Like 30, 31. Yeah, I feel, like I, I feel like I need to be following more like women creators, you know, like people who are older, like yeah. way Did older. I, Not I way think- older, but, you know, just like someone I can look up to. Yeah. Did I ever talk about the Tri Wives on this podcast yet? I think I you've mentioned them. Okay. Well, they're definitely some some like some woman oh my god i can't get my words right they're definitely women i look up to for sure i love how they didn't really start in media either that they yeah. all have their own lives outside mm-hmm. of the podcast so mm-hmm. it, it keeps it interesting um shoot i'm so bad with names the one that's dating kevin oh my god keith why do keith. i keep saying kevin i'm so sorry i feel like her name starts with becky, an n becky becky Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> Becky Beck or whatever. She Bex. was Bex. Yeah, she was trying to get into acting back in the day. I remember she was telling everyone. And I think she's doing makeup now, but don't quote me on that. And then the one. Ugh, wow. The one that's dating uh, Zach, 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 Zach and Maggie. OK, Maggie, Becky and Ariel. There we go. Um, Ariel is the one with the little boy already, which I think is so... Did you know they only dated for less than a year before they moved in together? Which really? is, like, not common nowadays. Wait, yeah. so they, they moved in before they got married? Yes. Mm. Which I feel like a lot of people do nowadays, right? I feel like... Because they're already in their 30s, right? Yes. But I don't think they were in their 30s. No, yeah, no, they were definitely not in their 30s when they met. Um, or, like, late 20s. Mid mid late twenties. Don't quote me on that. Um, in a recent podcast, she was saying how they met after she graduated. Maybe she yeah. So mid twenties. But yeah, it was really cute. They met through like a mutual friend, um, and how they started talking was they went to the same party, and she claims that he was flirting with another girl who she thought was a lot prettier. But every time like he tells retells the story to all his friends. He's like, I only had eyes on her. <laughs> She's like, no, that's false. Oh, but that's so cute. Yeah, but. Yeah, I feel like a year into a relationship isn't that soon to move in together, especially when you are already in your mid-20s. I mm-hmm. feel like if you're a lot younger, that's something more concerning. But at the same time, everyone moves on their own timeline when it comes to relationships anyway. That's true. And then, you know, if you see them on their videos it seems like they're perfect for each other 
So things do work out like that. Oh, so we both had some things that we wrote down on our phones, right? Just to talk about. Yeah, sometimes I like to jot things down in my notes on my phone to bring up to certain people in my life that I want to discuss. I love that. I also feel like since I've stopped uh, writing things down, I've been forgetting it. Like before when I would have vivid dreams, it would just like stick with me. But these days my memory has gotten worse. (laughs) Is that, is that old age? I don't know what's happening, but like I have to write things down now. And so, yeah, so I've been making a habit of jotting down like quotes that really resonate with me when I'm reading, or even if I'm just scrolling through social media and something is kind of much kind of like gives me a breakthrough. It's like, oh, that's an interesting way to think about things. And so mm-hmm. I wrote some things also. Do you want to go first? You said you had some quotes. Okay, I guess we're just going straight into it. So yeah, I I feel like I'm in the stage where I'm focusing on a lot of like self-development, self-care and everything like that. So this is what a lot of my quotes are going to be about. Mm-hmm. So I've been reading this book by um he's a vietnamese buddhist monk i think it's called like the heart of the buddha and this is literally like page four (laughs) i didn't get far but it's like (laughs) you know you know it's good when you just read like the first few paragraphs it's like and right off the bat it's like oh i resonate with this it's like oh this is gonna be a good one all right so it goes the ocean of suffering is immense but if you turn around you can see the land The seed of suffering in you may be strong, but don't wait until you have no more suffering before allowing yourself to be happy. When one tree in the garden is sick, you have to care for it, but don't overlook all the healthy trees. Even while you have pain in your heart, you can enjoy the many wonders of life, the beautiful sunset, the smile of a child, the many flowers and trees. To suffer is not enough. Please don't be imprisoned by your suffering. Oh my God. Whoa, you have to send me this book. No, it's kind of like it's very similar to the whole appreciating what you have right now, not focusing on all the negatives. Yeah, it's you should be nurturing that poor tree that's not healthy and stuff, but you should also shouldn't ignore all the fully grown trees around you. Yeah, I think the visual was what really got me by describing it as, yeah, your suffering is just just one poor tree, but you have the rest of a forest like a vineyard or whatever yeah. that is doing so well like I just never pictured it as that way but I think just like being able to um, visualize it it kind of helps you understand how to get over things a bit better you know because it's like one thing to say like yeah you know what you have so many things to be grateful for but you yourself can't really acknowledge it until mm-hmm. you really take a step back and think like oh yeah these are all the things that are going well for me yeah. Like the other, um, the other day I was thinking, I, I was, I was really happy this week, man. I just got to oh, say that, but yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking like, damn, like nine year old me would be looking at the me right now thinking like, oh, she's a cool girl. She's <laughs> you know, like that's what like you have to think, like, would your younger self be proud of you? Like, that's a question that I often ask myself to check in on how I'm doing. Mm. It's funny because I look at my past uh, journals slash diaries from middle school and high school and I always write about how I want to become the person I'm I will be proud of and I think I wrote some entries in college saying like if the past me saw who I am now she will be proud and I can 
even though things didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, I can still confidently say the me before would be proud of who I am right now at this moment. So I think, well, I mean, she kind of has to because she's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you, got, you only got me. So you got to appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I still have trouble not appreciating fully where I am now and what I have. But that's the first step. Knowing that you're not fully doing it. mm -hmm. I think acknowledging it, just being aware of your faults or things you want to improve on, that's like the first step because a lot of people aren't even aware of how they're treating themselves. Yeah. I know last time we talked about, well, not last time, but in a previous episode, we talked about things that we were very appreciative of. So going off of what we just talked about, what are like little sufferings that you're going through that you want to change or want to improve on Ooh, all right so I feel like unlike you I am a very disorderly person Mm -hmm. I don't really run my life on a set schedule so every day is a bit different for me because I do think um I kind of get bored with the monotony of life sometimes like having too much structure but with this quarantine and currently being unemployed I don't really have any structure to my day. And I think it's all about a balance. You know, it's okay to have some things that are spontaneous, but for the most part, it's best to have some sort of structure you should, you can always depend on and go back to. Mm-hmm. And so I think I always buy like planners and I try to do like bullet journals and everything, which it just never works for me. Like I yeah. would try to plan my days in an orderly way, but I don't always get to that. So I would like to kind of show up for myself more. So if I say I want to do this for myself, then I want to actually go through with it and not push it back. When you say you planned out your day, are you saying specifics like this time I'm going to do this in a couple hours I'm going to do this or just a list of things that you want to accomplish that day? Oh no, it's more so a list of things that I want to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not by any sort of set time. But I think it's because I don't set... A deadline or anything I'm kind of just like oh yeah I'll do that tomorrow mm. or leave it next week or like is it really that important I can do it next year <laughs> <laughs> I mean I guess I am very type a and I like to plan out things but it doesn't mean I always accomplish it I think I've really I've been I used to be a lot better accomplishing things on my list before but somehow like this year there's just some things that were mentally slowing me down with a lot of career stuff but I actually like got a lot of that done finally I think I've I've definitely become a lot more relaxed in terms of my planning go with the flow sort of thing and I think that I think that has to do with the people I'm surrounded with too because I don't know anyone else that's super type a like me so do you think the person you're dating now is like how how is he you know how do you guys work together like <laughs> we've had this conversation before he claims he's type a but his job made him more of a type b person which i can see um his job requires him to travel last minute so he can't really plan out his days ahead of time like he could be told the night before that he has to like um or not the night before okay so for example right now it's 3 p.m um maybe two hours from now his boss tells him hey you got to drive up two hours from here to 
stay at a hotel overnight so you can work on a hospital case the day afterwards. So things are very last minute. I don't, even though he claims he used to be type A, I just don't see it. He's, he's very last minute, goes with the flow, depends on what he feels like doing that day. And I th- that has definitely affected me in a good way, though, to go more with the flow and not always have to plan things out. So has it made you more easygoing, you think? I think so, yeah. I mean, the last relationship I was in, too, he was more of a type B person. And I think that also helped me as well. Um, Yeah, I've definitely become a lot more relaxed since college, for sure. In a good way. I'm not sad about it, so. Oh, so I was, this reminds me of just, like, improving yourself and stuff like that. Um, I was catching up with my cousin, a couple days ago and I realized when I catch up with people there's like certain categories of my life that I split up and update them on I was like all right I was like all right there's three things I want to update you on my career my lifestyle changes and my relationship that's a good breakdown that is a good breakdown and I think that's how I view self-improvement what can I improve on in my career what can I improve on lifestyle um and what can I improve on in relationships? And for career, there's nothing really I can improve on. I'm just, I guess I am improving on in the sense that I'm applying for this new program that I want to get into. Um, that's in the process. Now I'm just waiting. Lifestyle, I updated, up, uh, oh my gosh, I updated her on our podcast. I showed her the artwork and the music. And oh, she loves the intro music, by the way. Um and then relationship, I was updating her on Winston and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's stuff in each category that I definitely want to improve on. Because, like, yeah, when I when I go about answering the question of like, how have you been? It's yeah. really, I don't I don't have a structure like that, so it's like really all over the place. And I feel like sometimes I don't get out all I wanted to say when I'm thinking about it later on it's like oh yeah I forgot to tell this person this I forgot to tell them that because for me how I work on things um in terms of self-growth it really depends on how I'm feeling in the moment it's like okay what will make me happy right now like Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to think super long term like having like long-term goals it it's more difficult for me to manage I think Mm mm-hmm this whole conversation has me thinking like, like I said, I don't plan as much as I do before because I used to plan out, these are the days I'm going to work out. These are the days I'm going to read. But I honestly don't do that anymore. I used to make like check marks on my calendar. But nowadays it's like, all right, I worked out yesterday. My muscles are sore. I don't feel like working out today. I'll work out another day. Or right now, don't feel like reading maybe I'll listen to a podcast. So I think I have changed a lot in that sense that I didn't realize until now. Yeah, like today, um, I was planning on reading, but I didn't feel like it. So then I just ended up journaling. Yeah, and both are good activities. Yeah, but I think before it's like if I plan on doing it and I wrote it down, I would feel bad that I didn't do it. And sometimes I would force myself to do it too. Do you know, wait, that was another breakthrough I realized. We tie our self-worth to productivity. Yeah, I know. It, it just feels like I always have to be doing something to feel purposeful. 
Yeah, and it's nice to look at a planner or your calendar and see that it's all full. It's like, ooh, I'm busy. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I'm meeting up with this person today and that person the next day, which has its pros and cons because when you plan out things like that, you have stuff to look forward to. But also the downside, it's like, oh, so you're just trying to get past the weekdays to enjoy the weekend, but not appreciate the weekdays. Oh, I guess another thing, um, why, what was, okay, let me ask you this. When was the last time you felt bored? You know what? I, I never feel bored anymore. That's what I realized too. Oh my God. Which is a very, which is a very, (laughs) (laughs) which is a very good thing actually, because back in the day, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was boring and didn't have any hobbies, but now I just have many, like I have a lot of options. Yeah. It's like, I I want to do what I want and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if you mm -hmm. find yourself being bored and this is to anyone who's listening, switch it up. That's, that's all on you if you're bored. Yeah. And the whole thing about boredom is a luxury. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Um, I think there was this one day, it was like weeks ago or months ago. I was actually researching the history of boredom. Okay, that sounds really nerdy. I don't know. So apparently, <laughs> Charles Dickens actually invented the word boredom. I mean, he's a very influential guy, so I'm not surprised. He actually came up with the word like creep or creeps. Like I have the creeps. Um, so it's like having a fear of something. And he came up with the word rampage, 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 like violent rampage. behavior sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so I thought that was really cool. How did he come up with boredom? Like, in what context? That I don't know. I didn't read that much into it. Um, and apparently, before the Renaissance, Christians equated boredom to, like, a sin. A demon-induced sin. Um, which I guess I can see. It's like this unfamiliar feeling or state of feeling. And they're like... Oh, that's a sin. But how how would you describe boredom? Because to me, boredom is the feeling of... How would I define that? The feeling of wanting to do something but not knowing what to do. That's part of it. Yeah, I think that's how we... Ooh, there's a bug in my room. Um, that's how we equate it when you have nothing to do. But people back in the day equated it with nausea oh which is interesting to think i mean okay <laughs> would you would you agree that boredom is like a f- uncomfortable feeling i wouldn't call it uncomfortable i but feel i mean i mean like we said it's I been so that long on that spectrum sure yeah I, I feel like i would label it as an uncomfortable feeling i'm not happy but in a way it's also relaxing relaxing yeah, because you have the opportunity to do whatever you want, really, but you're choosing to not do anything. So well, I thought boredom was you don't know what to do. You know what? Let's see how dictionary.com yeah. defines it. Dull or uninteresting? Dull or uninteresting? Feeling weary because one is unoccupied or lacks interest in one's current activity. Yeah, like the lack of interest. 
More of a nonchalant feeling. Yeah, or I guess, like, maybe talking to someone who is going off about something you really just don't care about. It's like, yeah, this is a boring conversation. This is a Mm. boring person. Yeah, but I I guess on the bright side of being bored, it's like it kind of sparks creativity. It's what can I do to get me out of the situation? One of the negative outcomes from that is when people are bored, they one option they could do is just go on social media, just kind of just scroll through. So because they get that like that intense rush rush of stimulation. And so it has its negatives too. Positives and negatives. But yeah, I don't even know why I searched up boredom. But also, do you think if we're content with everything, do we get bored? Yes. I feel like um, being content or satisfied with where you're at does lead to boredom. Because then you're not really doing anything to strive for more or to change your circumstances. You're content with where you are, so you won't do anything to put yourself out of that situation. Then what's the difference between... so you're between... just in a constant state of mm-hmm. non-stimulation. But what's the difference between contentment and appreciation? I feel like appreciating something is active, whereas if you're content... Mm. That is, what is, what is the opposite of active? Just inactive. It's, it's stagnant. Yeah. Stagnant. Yeah. So I guess for so, me, mm-hmm. it's appreciation. It's like you're accepting it for what it is, but you're also actively trying to improve while contentment is, there's no action involved. Just you're appreciating the feeling, yeah. you're, you're putting in the, you're, yeah, you're putting the action of accepting where you're at basically but content is just like yeah i'm cool with it does that make sense (laughs) no 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 that does make sense yeah i feel like we're on the same page yeah yeah gosh maybe i was bored the very very beginning of quarantine when we weren't podcasting and stuff like that yeah but then you know we learned to adapt learn more like learned ways to prevent that boredom and here we are but there were even points during quarantine where i was okay with doing nothing because it felt really good hmm so boredom doesn't always equal content contentment it's a yeah it's i guess it's an unsettling feeling that you want to be doing something yeah but but contentment is okay with not doing anything right there we go so yes so they're not the same Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Um, other black hole I went into. Um, what? I feel it's funny because I feel like you're just saying positive things, but I'm saying negative things. Uh, suicide. Did you did you used to watch J- Japanese dramas? Very long time ago. Yeah, in like high school. Yeah, same. There was this really famous Japanese actor that also committed suicide a couple weeks ago. And there was this video that I saw. They were interviewing, um, I think it was like Japanese citizens and what they thought about the suicide. And people were like, he seemed like such a happy, appreciative dude. Like what what made him to do that? Um, And there hasn't 
been anything new. Um, someone said that they found a diary journal um, of his, and I think one of the entries he's like, I hope the past me is proud of who I am now and stuff like that. And then I was thinking, like, when I die, do I want people to read my diary? Would you care at that point? I mean, I'm dead. I don't really care. But even now, if someone read my diary, I don't think I would care. Because there's nothing really in it that's... I don't have that many secrets. I think it's just the act of exposing a very vulnerable side to you, to people who you might not want to. You haven't granted them access yeah, I would be mad if someone went out of their way to read my diary because it's nice knowing to ha- like you have something personal that's yours. Oh, okay. I remember why I'm really against it. Why? So in, in high school, I don't know if I told you the story, but in high school, I kept a private Tumblr to basically act as like a digital diary. And my ex at the time knew about uh-huh. it, and he stole my phone to read my private, yeah, my private Tumblr. Oh, you never told me that. Wait, how did he know that you had one? I might have told him. Yeah, I think I told okay. him, like, yeah, I have a Tumblr where I kind of just, like, let out my emotions and stuff like that. And I think he asked, like, oh, do you talk about me? And it's like, you know, it was high school. It was my first relationship. So I'm like, yeah, I do talk about the relationship and stuff like that. Yeah, he stole the phone from me, and then I tried to grab it. He wouldn't give it to me, and yeah, terrible. And you let him read it? Because he he wouldn't give it back. Did you talk about him in these entries? I did. Not in the best way either, but that, that doesn't matter. It's just the fact that if your partner goes out of their way to do something you don't want them to and you know like that's why i think like a diary in a sense is a very vulnerable side of you that you're Mm -hmm. not ready to just share with the world otherwise like why would i keep it in the first place right yeah wow i I already thought of him as a shitty person but now it's gotten worse after you told that that brings me to my other thought that i had written down okay yeah so i saw this post online i think through tiktok Someone had said, it's okay to forgive people and still deny them access to you. And I related this to how I was feeling about my ex. Like, I felt like I, I I feel like I want to hate him, right? But these days, Mm -hmm. I genuinely feel like I just don't have the energy to, to even, like, put it in me to say, like, yeah, I want to hate this person. Because that's already a lot of energy to expend on intentionally hating someone, right? yeah. If he reached out to you, like, hey. Bitch, why? Kim, it's. <laughs> That's what I would say, bitch, why? Uh, or, I don't know, just, oh, I'm in the area. How are you doing? Would you ignore him? A hundred percent. Because we haven't spoken in years. There is no reason for him to even contact me. Mm-hmm. I always question that. It's like, should I be the bigger person? Should I be cordial? As in, would you accept that invitation? Well, no, just not to meet in person. He just texted you, how are you doing? I feel like it's it's not worth your time to be responding mm, to yeah, someone no point. who you don't intend to keep in your life. Because that's just a waste of air. Because mm. I, I also saw this other TikTok of a girl saying how she just genuinely does not enjoy talking. 
and she thinks <laughs> and she thinks other people perceive her as really cold-hearted because she's just not as responsive. But I totally understand where she's coming from, where she feels like she her energy generally gets drained talking to certain people who may talk about really surface-level things. Yeah, like, there's no point. Exactly. So, like, mm. what is the point of this person reaching out to me, someone from my past? Like, what do you want to do with me now? Like, what reason? I think for me, it's I always want to try to be the bigger person. Who told you you had to be the bigger person? Me. <laughs> Why do you feel like you need to be the bigger person? Uh, because people suck and I want to set a good example. I feel like there just shouldn't be a situation to begin with where you have to be the bigger person. Why not just snip, snip, bitch? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. snip, snip. <laughs> yeah, you can forgive, but you don't have to allow them access to you. Mm. That one really hit me. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing I wanted to add onto the whole suicide thing was it reminded me of how much people in asian countries have accepted mental health you said you stopped keeping up with like k-pop stuff but i still dabble in it the last couple years and i think we definitely talked about this how there were a few suicides that happened in the k-pop industry that last few years that really made people think of mental health yeah that really struck a chord with me sully jonghyun yeah those are the two major ones that i thought i there's definitely a lot more um and it's sad they only really mentioned oh, those I two. Think the girl from Kara, right? Guhara, who was oh, Sully's shoot. friend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She was like within a matter of a month. They were best friends. <sighs> That's sad. Yeah, that video um, of those Japanese citizens talking about suicide. They kept saying how their culture is based around not trying to stand out, trying to make pretty much keep to themselves. You know, they're not used to expressing their feelings and thoughts. And I'm just hoping within, you know, the, hopefully the next generation, it's a lot better. They're more open about their emotions and stuff. And I can definitely see the difference um, when I was in college with the international students. I think the Japanese students were definitely the most, I would say, reserved. They, they just have this like aura about them. I kind of admire at the same time. Because they're kind of... They, I think they, they see Americans as, like, very loud and expressive. Not always in a bad like way. Mo moderate? I guess or? moderate, yeah. But I don't want to generalize. They were just the type of students that I saw in my college. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you mentioned suicide, um, another really heartbreaking story. Have you heard of the the doctor... Um, I went at the New York hospitals who committed suicide during this entire pandemic... Um, because like leading up to her suicide, she was feeling, um, despair over the fact that she wasn't able to save people. And I just oh, think, shoot. I can't imagine the amount of pressure someone in healthcare must feel trying to deal with this entire pandemic, you know? There's so many mental health issues in the medical field. Right. Just having, yeah, that responsibility of having to save someone and it's definitely something you have to learn you know you can't save everyone their death isn't your fault i think i read a statistic saying how people in the medical field do commit suicide at an mm -hmm. alarming rate even the ones who are still like medical school 
Yeah, because they have to go through eight years of tough schooling. So that itself, it's setting up a foundation of mental health issues. That sucks. Yeah, it really brings to question how our country is dealing with mental health. Like, we don't have enough social workers, really, at schools. Mm-hmm. And we're not really... I mean, I guess we're taught from a young age to worry about more of our physical wounds than anything, but yeah. the mental health aspect isn't really talked about as much, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not, but it's definitely improved a lot within the last couple of years. So I, I wouldn't be surprised where if things got a lot better in the future, hopefully in, within our lifetime. I mean, I, I think I'm very appreciative how they have a lot of apps nowadays for counseling and seeing therapists because some people are just too busy to go and see a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, or whatever. Yeah, and I guess, like, as much as we can complain mm -hmm. about America, honestly, in Asia, it's much worse off because I have, Mm -hmm. I've had family members who have experienced, um, like, pretty serious mental health issues, and I'd have a side of the family who just completely didn't understand what was happening. They thought that Mm -hmm. it was something made up entirely, didn't think it actually existed, because to in their eyes, if they weren't able to see it, then there's nothing to deal with. Yeah. Okay, so I saw this on Twitter. It says, being attracted to men is so embarrassing. The bar is so low, we're like, when I talk, he listens. As in he listens, but he doesn't understand. No, it's saying how our standard for a good man is someone who listens to us. <laughs> and if I, I was thinking about the conversations we'd have, and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like he understands me so much. Like, he's able to analyze mm-hmm. me. And then I'm like, for like my boyfriend, it's like, oh, yeah, he like listens to me complain. It's like, is the it's bar like- not so low? <laughs> well, I feel like men have... Men set their bar of what they want in a woman is definitely a lot lower than what we set. We, I feel like we women definitely set higher expectations, but I feel like they can still be pretty low sometimes. I mean, think of oh gosh, think about like past relationship, like our past relationships. Why? How do we even deal with that? Don't we have like higher expectations of ourselves? We we didn't love ourselves as much. Yeah, there we go. Now it's like you, we definitely respect ourselves a lot more. We know what we deserve and we strive to look for that in our partner. Do you love yourself, Kim? I do. (laughs) I I thought I was going to say like I'm working towards it, but you know Mm -hmm. what? You need to just start speaking in a manner of saying, yeah, I am this. I I do love myself. Do you love yourself? I do. I love myself. That didn't sound very confident. <laughs> Say it again. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another one of our Lucid in a Translation podcast episodes. Where we just talk about whatever we want, whenever we want. And you got to suck it up and listen to us. Peace out, everyone. Stay safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And I don't know, journal, meditate, do yoga or something. <laughs> do, yeah, do something for yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, goodbye.